named our podcast the World Class Agency Podcast, not because we thought we were world class, but because we try and get closer to it every conversation that we have. What does World Class Estate Agency look like to you? World Class Estate Agency is all about people. The good estate agents add, adds an incredible amount of value to the consumer. He's, he's looking after the customer properly, so being approachable, being accessible. And for me, every day's a learning day. What does being a world-class agent mean to you? Hello and welcome to today's episode of the World Class Agency Podcast. My name is Mark Worrell and as you know, um, Sam Hunter is not joining us this week. So I'm incredibly excited to introduce our guest host who's going to be joining us for the next few weeks. Mr. Perry Power, welcome back to the World Class Agency. Good morning, Mark. Morning, morning, morning. How are you? Yeah, really good. Really good. Still, still adapting to the little baby Arabella, bless her, but all good. I was up early this morning, especially for you. So I know I was, you're I was doing my wife a favour. I was just about to say thank you very much. I know this is not normally the time that you're you're out of bed, so uh, thank you very much. Um, I make no you, apologies. Are, I'm I'm not a morning person. Are you going to be asking us to change these recording times over the, over the next few weeks? What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, eight pm would be awesome. Eight or nine <laughs> would be great. I'd do my best work at night. <laughs> right. Well, I wanted to start. Um, but thank you very much for joining. I'm really looking forward to um, what we've well, we've not decided how long we're going to do this for. A couple of weeks in the run up to Christmas. Sam's obviously uh, in Australia. I saw on Facebook that he's uh, introduced little Charlie to her grandparents, which is super exciting for him. I'm sure. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, lovely. Yeah. yeah. Hello to all the hunters um, and we'll get you back next year. But for now, we're going to run with this, Pez. So what I wanted to start and uh, have, a, have a discussion about is tech. I know it's something that's really close to your, to your heart, um, along with the power of three. So I want to start just by talking about tech and the top three tech that you think agents should have in their business if they don't already. So yeah, a really good one because I'm 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 cut me in half and I'm half estate agent and half proper geek. So <laughs> and I half. think when the two <laughs> and I think when the two come together, it's a really it it what what I'm seeing now that I understand it more. Both the, I understand agency quite well, but now I understand tech and what it can really do. I think the UK are really undereducated as to what tech can really do. Um, now I'm seeing it. It's just I'm. It's just unbelievable. So I guess sticking with the power of three, I guess it comes back to um, what you want to be monitoring more of or doing more of in your business at, at a particular point as to what the best tech are. So everyone kind of knows that I'm a massive Salesforce fanboy. So let's start with that one because I guess number one would be the core operational platform that you operate on. There's a couple of amazingly big ones out there, which are well, you know, Salesforce is the world's number one CRM. The issue is it's not very known much in the UK and it's quite expensive to customize. Um, and then you've got things like HubSpot and those kind of, well, those big CRMs that knock the socks off the UK based only um, kind of estate agency ones. Yeah. But starting with that, the reason I think every business really should be on Salesforce is mainly because of the sheer customizability and scalability and tweakability of it. Um, 
but then it comes down to what particularly so if you can see to three salesforce number one i won't waffle on too much about it but then two and three are probably going to be if client experience is really important to your business which has always been for ours um we use a thing called Servicate, which is incredible so that's What's like a um, we kind of monitor our net promoter score at every single stage of every single journey throughout our business. And what I'm going to say is going to make sense in a minute as to why Salesforce should be the root of it. Because before we moved to Salesforce, like most agencies, we were using probably 24 different pieces of tech and having to download CSVs, upload CSVs, and it just become, and it never got done consistently. Mm-hmm. But this is where I think tech is so important because what it does for you and the business is it makes sure you can do things consistently. Example, with Servicate, we want to be checking in with our appraisals two days after appraisal without fail, asking the crucial questions um, and getting like a net promoter score, you know, at the end of the important questions that we ask in that, in that what I call servicate, um, on a scale of one to ten, how likely is it you're, that you recommend us to a friend or or colleague? And it, it's just that goes out without fail, forty eight hours after the appraisal time, um, and the completion rate of it. People completing it huge. It's a te- it's a link in a text message, which fires out from Salesforce within within the text is a link to the servicate at the end of the server k it, it says like thank you so much um would love you to share us with your friends can you click here and share us on facebook that's a one click pre-populated facebook post that they just click share on and madness so that's two already but i'll stop so you can talk <laughs> i was really when um obviously I, we've known each other for quite a while now we met for the first time um a few weeks ago and one of the things that really was a, was a light bulb moment for me in regards to tech because we've always had the opinion that, I, and I'm sure there's loads of people listening that will be thinking, well, do you automate everything? And what you said there, tech builds consistency. And you're very much of the opinion, if we can automate it, let's automate it because we take out then the margin of error. Is that right? I'm really, I think that's something that was a massive difference to my mindset before we had that conversation. Yeah, so it's like, let, let's not forget, like, m- my massive opinion is that tech is there to enable your experts, yeah, not to replace them. And that's really, really powerful stuff. Like, it's really important to understand that. Whenever I'm looking at stuff, thinking, you know, could this be automated? Yes or no. If it's a yes, the next question is, should this be automated? Yeah. Just because you can automate doesn't mean you, sh- you should. So... Things like um, some of the crucial things in a state agency, like you want to you want to be jumping on your viewing follow ups no later than eight o'clock the next morning. Now, when I look at myself as wanting to still be a high performing estate agent, but I've got four kids and I do school runs in the morning, and my left side saying I need to get on my follow ups first thing in the morning, and then my dad side saying I've got to take the kids to school. Yeah. So, automate it eight a.m. without fail on the dot. The viewer from yesterday gets a really nice, and bearing in mind a crucial thing for me with tech is personalization as well. No one wants the old blanket SMS. Good, good morning. It's period power bespoke. Like 
It used to be good morning, Perry, or good morning, John. I use John a lot. It's Perry Power Bespoke. So, um, yeah, eight o'clock without fail. Morning, John. It's only Perry Power Bespoke. Just checking in to see what you thought of 24 Balkan Road yesterday. What are your final thoughts? Question mark. And by the time I get home from the school run, if I've had 10 viewings on a Saturday, I've had seven replies by, by 10 o'clock. And yet the old schools might say, you've got to call all of them. And I would generally would pick up the phone to three or four of those and have a good chat because two or three of them are like, cheers, Perry, garden's too small. Nothing I'm going to say is going to make the garden bigger on that house. Interesting. So, pretty mad. I can't believe you send your kids to school on a Sunday, Perry, but um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I did a really interesting exercise last week and I was telling you a little bit about, I had a phenomenal week last week and um, I was bringing in a fairly big property to market that is in is in our local area, prime for getting loads and loads of interest. And I had 93 people on the database to ring on it. And simply because I rang out of time, I just text them all and basically said, Text back no if you found something. Text back yes if you're interested. And all of those yeses meant that I made 15 calls rather than 93. And I got the viewings from it. And we're now running to best and final uh, by four o'clock today. So actually, I can really see what you're saying there, that sometimes as agents, traditionally, we think, you know, you've got to pick the phone up. You've got to do it this way. Um, whereas actually, sometimes it's just much more sensible to enable the tech to do some of that heavy lifting and then we pick the bits off at the top so it's like picking the low-hanging fruit in many ways and i think let's be honest like we can tell ourselves that we have the best conversations and we're the best estate agents but no one really wants to speak to an agent at five past nine in the morning i don't care how um in keen they are to buy a house like it's the world's a whole new place now let's you know let's not bang on about it but you know, COVID has sped things up a lot and yeah. people, a lot of people working from home that so now still, they're so busy and they just want a little text, got a free bed semi of Rygate, would you be interested? Yes, no, okay, bye. Like, yeah. and just deal with people, you know, tech tech is really important to me because we purposely held off growing power by spoke much more until we had got the real fundamental tech and consistency things for our partner agents that, you know, when we roll stuff out, it's not just my viewings that get the automatic follow-up text. It's it's every agent's. It, yeah. It's not just my appraisals that get the the post appraisal kind of um, client experience survey. It's everyone's, and and people laugh because sometimes, and these things go company wide. So we're massive about transparency. So um, the automatic text goes out post post appraisal. Um, is there any reason? And one of the questions is. Um, which agent did you meet? And that's I've been Perry. And is there any reason why you wouldn't? And next question is great. Can we understand why that is? And this particular example was me, and it was his fees are too high compared to everyone else's. But the great thing is that then that passes to the client experience manager as a different voice to give him a call and just say, John, it's Tasha. I've just texted you about your appraisal. Just thought I'll check in. I noticed. That you felt the fees were too high what are you comparing that to i'll have a chat with perry and see if we can do anything on that so yes. um yeah tech is there to enable your experts is to make yourself and your team more productive and efficient with your time it's there to give more consistency and yeah i love it 
I can see I can see that this conversation, Perry, is going to go probably no further than tech at this at this rate. But I think it's something that we're, we're both pretty passionate about. I want to circle back to to what you said. Um, what was it called? Survey Kate. Survey Survey Kate. Survey Kate. Well, drop me a link and I'll drop it in the uh, in the uh, description because I think that's really interesting. We were talking. We went through all of our customer journey yesterday, actually, and we were talking about the 48 hours after appraisal as a phone call. And I wonder if maybe there is something in that that we, we can uh, automate. But Honestly, when you look at his reports, I'll take you through it, but the completion rate, now the completion rate is just people that click the link in the text message and open, open the survey. Yeah. And what percentage of them actually end up completing it. And all of them across our whole account is like 80% plus. And you you wouldn't get an 80% answer rate if you're wrong people. It's very, it's very true. And the cynic in me says, well, it's another touch point. Can you get the instruction at that stage? But are you saying that the partner should be already all over the instruction? Yeah, bearing in mind, this is two days after. So the yeah. agent should be on the case nine, eight o'clock the following morning. You know, yeah. hey, John, lovely to see you yesterday. When's a good time to get the pictures done? How's Thursday at four? Like, yeah. To stop aggressing that client straight away but i'm talking about brand level client experience not not necessarily closing the client that's still possible like there's the, the, one of the questions in there is um i forget them exactly but it's um uh did have you received a proposal that's really important this is two days later yeah. and i want to know and interestingly we've got about a 75 percent yes rate so you know, 25% of people ain't getting a proposal within two days. Not yeah. acceptable. I don't care who you are or who you're working with. That ain't acceptable. They can't sign something they ain't got. Yeah. The other question is, uh, did they discuss our onward negotiation service? We might touch on that in a minute. Um, that's got an 80% plus yes answer, which I think is really... And it's a way of, you know, just saying to the team in our monthly agent meetings, great work, guys. Like, we, we're focusing as a business as on the onward negotiation and stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, but, but it only really came to life for us that, that server Kate, we're doing it manually, you know, Tash on a Friday afternoon on a day task was to text every appraisal from that week with a copy and paste template text and send yep. it to everybody. But now we've, 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 um, Salesforce has just completely made it consistent. Never, never doesn't happen. Um, and then I guess the final bit of tech, and by all means, we'll circle back, which I found really useful for our business, is one called Office Vibe, which is we've got partner agents, so we don't see them much. Um, we have a video call every fortnight, a physical every month. And in between that, everyone in the company, whether they're the agents, the, the client support team, the viewing team, they get a weekly, it's called a pulse survey. Yeah. And it's all about checking the pulse of your team. I'm not quite sure I like the word pulse, so because I hope they do still have one. But it's, um, I call it a temperature check. So it's like a, how is your mental at the minute and how, what can a company do more to do this and how are you finding this? And that's really incredible because that really gives some great insights that people just wouldn't tell you to your face. And um, on that note, Perry did um, run through Office Vibe when we were together the other day. And 
it showed all of these scores and it was it was must be phenomenal when you run something like that and that's not you asking the questions it's an automated and it, it runs that and those scores were all i think you were gutted that one was 8.9 from from memory rather than rather than the nines that must be a really good shot in the arm as a business leader to see those scores being so high yeah and again is it it's easy to rely on the tech, isn't it? And you think, oh, it's all right. They're all getting their Office 5 next next week. But it's a layer on top of what you should be doing as a, as a leader. So, you know, as well as your check-ins with your team regularly, quick phone call, house things? What do you need help on? What can I help you with? What I love to see is it breaks down the whole, everyone's kind of, um, uh, I guess, what do you call it? Not their mentality, but just how they're feeling. So their wellness, yeah. their personal development, it all gets grouped. And but I've had the latest one this week and we've gone up to 9.1 out of 10 across everything. But I think um, um, there's, there's one area, I think we joked about it at boot camp, <laughs> but there's one area that I know is a bit low and I'm trying to focus on fixing that. But that's but, good, isn't it? I mean, and that and that and that just goes to show that you know how proud you are that it is nine point one rather rather than 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 eight eight point nine. But I think what you said there is goes right across tech. And I'm going to come back and ask about uh, net promoter score. But what you said about tech there—that's the thing to remember. We're not talking about replacing people with tech. With any tech, it's a layer on top to try and improve that, and that's really come through. I think that's really important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's insight. You know, it doesn't hurt to have a bit of automated ninety dollars a month insight in on top of what you already see and know for your for your team. I think that's just so good value for money. Whether they choose to fill it out or not, I explain to them that you know we we can't act on what we don't know, and it's just a nice way to for you to be brutally anonymous with your comments and be like, um, really not enjoying working remotely. Okay, cool. Let's do something about it then. Yeah. Um, and it's it's you know they say data's the new oil, don't they? And and I'm becoming a bit of a data geek, and I'm trying to keep that balance between not just sitting in my lovely home office looking at data sheets, but um, it makes things a lot quicker and easier for decision making in the business as well. I think that's important, so it speeds you up. So one of those uh, little bits of data as the new oil that you talked about there is is Net Promoter Score. Do you want to run through for any listeners who? don't know what it is what it is and why it's really important for you as a measure within your business yeah so net promoter score mps as it's known as is one question which is on a scale of one to ten how likely is it that you'll recommend power bespoke to a friend or colleague and that same question if that get asked gets gets asked at the right point throughout the whole journey so um post appraisal there's no point asking really a pre-appraisal um two weeks into being on the market um two weeks after sad agreed and two weeks after exchanged or, or completed you get a really good that's on the seller side obviously um and to be fair that that is the same on the buyer side as well you in front of your face, you, on your screen, you get a really nice, and it's completely automated, so there's no manual work needed. You get a lovely overview of, you know, how ours tend to work is post-appraisal, it's high. Two weeks after instruction, it can drop a little bit, and then it can sometimes stay flat, and then it tends to shoot up again post-completion. And 
that will be things like, you know, probably with the best will in the world, two weeks after instruction, some clients might be underwhelmed with the amount of interest their property got, Yeah. for example. So they kind of put a little comment, oh, you know, seven, haven't got as many. And the comments will be something like, haven't had as many viewings as I'd expected. Yeah. Now that might be a, then we break it down, we can see which agent it is, we can see what's going on. And that might be an expectations issue. So you might have a conversation, if that's reoccurring, you'll have a chat with the agent and say, look, um, I think maybe you need to talk down your, your kind of, intentions or what's going to happen when it goes on the market but aside from that it's um if you if you link that up with more automation behind behind the scenes so anyone that gives us an eight nine or ten so on a scale of one to ten oh yeah eight nine or ten i would recommend power bespoke they then get the option thank you very much please click here to share us with your friends one click share across facebook but more important to that behind the scenes they then go into an automation to invite them to our VIP um, five, five recommendation program. Used to be a referral program. Isn't anymore after bootcamp is a recommendation program. Um, Power of language. And that it just stuff like that, you know, that's what I geek out at. And that's the stuff that I needed to have for my own sameness. Cause I know it's possible, but we weren't doing it. I had to do all that before I then started to onboard some of the 60 odd agents on our waiting list to join we've had a real baby software crm platform rebuild now it's time to 2022 is where it's at that's a really good um we're going to talk about mindset let's skip that for we'll talk a bit, bit more about mindset uh next week because we talked quite a lot about tech and i'm um conscious that we don't want to run run for hours and hours which we probably could do but you just talked about 2022 so We've got loads of stuff from Bootcamp that we're implementing now, but what are you doing at the moment to set up your business for next year? And within that, do you have any predictions for next year as well? Um, so we're doing quite a lot. You know, boot camps for me are as valuable as they are everyone else because it's, a, it's just a great time to... I'm, I'm um, next Thursday, whole day, out the office. I'm a bit late to the party, but I've got my 2022 planning day um we i know we do it in october but with the baby and stuff it's it's dragged on yeah blame the baby it's the easiest way <laughs> um but you know our focus really is is a big focus of boot camp was was keeping nimble and resilient and and we had a few things in the business that that ended up we we discovered last year a bit of a lead weight around our ankles so um we have a real focus on lettings we've totally really um, we've just partnered with a, a, another bit of tech called Let's Pay, which is a similar thing to PayProp, but yeah. um, I really, really love it. Um, and yeah, lettings, search and secure, I think that potentially could end up being more taken up next year as well as the as stock stays low. There's no, yeah. there's no, nothing in sight that's going to cause a load of flurry of stocks to come to market, I don't think. No, um, so yeah, it's just much of the same, but just a bit more organized, a bit more nimble, lettings focused um uh auctions for example we've had our platform built now so that's going to be a big focus i'm really excited for next year actually yeah i'm really excited for next year. i think it's it's quite exciting as an agent having been through this year and learned a lot grown grown a lot i think as well and and if the market does change next year then i'm also personally of the mindset that i'm all right with that i'm ready for, i'm ready for that if the market changes bring it on because we've learned lessons and i think there's agents that are 
but this year have just ridden the wave of the market probably and got results. I've that. also learned like I think it's been an incredible couple of years from a you know I've learned loads about business I've learned loads about leadership I've learned even more about myself during this period you know um, and I think it's been, it's been really good to have a good spring clean you know I don't mean in people perspective just generally through your through your bank account and through your systems and, and really understanding what what is working what what can be thrown out going into the a more lean nimble 2022 yeah absolutely so we talked there search and secure and um, i want to talk to you about something that you've been harping on about for years and years and i didn't really want this to turn into an interview period but it kind of has but that's all right because i know you're adding uh, loads of value to to the listeners so talk me through why you think people in this country don't hire an estate agent to negotiate on their behalf? So let me tell you why they should. Yeah. Because you wouldn't have the same divorce solicitor <laughs> negotiating Mr. and Mrs.'s divorce. Yeah, quite right. Period. Drop the mic, walk off. Like, it's just... <sighs> As much as we all bang on about, you know, Mr. Smith, because you want to buy through us, it's best that we handle your sale as well, blah, 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 blah. It's wrong. Each, each party should have professional representation, independent professional representation um, with, their, with their respective clients' best interests at heart. And I know, and again, I'll have all the old schools looking, give me some hate online, but it's... I know you can help buyer and seller, you know, but you but you can't possibly negotiate the buyer the lowest price and the seller the highest price. Someone's going to have to end up potentially taking less than they wanted to or accepting or or paying more than they wanted to. It's it's we're one of the only countries that doesn't have it. Ultimately, most countries have America being the biggest one, but um, yeah, I just really think. We all bang on about getting sellers the highest price and getting three percent over asking price, and and there's the poor little first time buyer. And this is what kind of stemmed me to really get on it is that it's you know relocation services are available if you've got a million pound plus budget for the rich and famous that haven't got time. What about the poor little first time buyers that have never done it in their life and they're just about to be totally steam trained by an estate agent when they're <laughs> when they're potentially paying way more than they should be paying yeah. for a property based on what else has been selling and all that kind of stuff um so yeah that's a big focus of mine next year i i had a conversation over a pipe one of my mates last weekend and was, i was talking about this buyer's agent um, and he asked me a question and he said how and i'll ask you the same question how much better percentage wise do you think you are negotiating than the sort of random layman on on the street so if if you if somebody came to you and was negotiating their offer how much better do you think you could negotiate that offer on average on their behalf so you never actually know but what, because, I, well i just take take a point so i think i'm about three percent better yeah but this is the thing with the service, right? Is yes, it's the main draw and the focus of it is that, you know, on average we achieve 6% off the asking price for our clients. Um, if you're looking to buy a million quid, that's 60,000 quid. 
blah, blah, blah. But it's not just that. Sometimes with our clients come to us from our website to say, I've lost out on four properties so far. I don't yeah. really care what I pay for my next one. I just want to be the one that gets it. Yeah. Um, it's not always the, sometimes we have clients who, who um, had a, their fingers burnt a while back and they bought a house and they didn't have it surveyed because they didn't get the right advice and it had loads of problems and they just want a professional holding their hand advising through the process. Yeah. So it's not always about the monetary saving. Um, but if you're a good negotiator and you're, you know, a certified advanced negotiator, as we are, um, then you should be able to just forgetting what I say to clients. Sometimes they're like, you know, well, what, why would I not just do it myself? And I'm like, well, yeah. you definitely could do it yourself. And my, my phone's always on if you decide to. But there's one big issue with that is there's a thing called emotion. Yeah. And that's going to cloud your judgments. So that's going to cloud your decisions. And I'm just a cold negotiator. <laughs> Tell me what you want to pay for it. I'll put together a six step plan to get it for you for 20 grand less than that. And let's do it, baby. Yeah. And this conversation, I, I said 5% actually. So obviously I've got a bigger opinion of myself than you've got of you for some reason. Um, but I, when I went, when I went through it and I explained the buyer services, you've just discussed it. Um, not quite as eloquently, but um, he ended up saying, well, that's a no brainer. Why does, why do no other agents offer that? And I think it's just, you know, as you say, why are we the only country in the, in the world? So as part of those plans, my, <clears throat> if, if when I'm, when I'm gone six feet under, I'm going to make sure I tell whoever my wife, hopefully to say on my headstone, I want <laughs> managed to have 80% of agents in the UK offer a buy-in service, like a, like a, like a buy-in negotiation. And it's not we talk about buyer agency and buyer service. It, it's a negotiation service. Yeah. Like ultimately I've had people come to me that have found the house and said, I've found this place. Can you negotiate it? People come to us and say, I can't find a house. Can you help me find one? That's why it's, it's taken various forms. I don't like buyer representation. I know that's been, been out there for a while and it, it is true, but you've got to package it in a way we will search and secure you a property at the best at the best price i search in the skier service and that and that tends to um resonate people more it started out and i could do a whole session on this but it started out just negotiating sellers onward purchase for them to protect my two percent fee early days then i realized this could easily be a a standalone purchase negotiation service that i stuck on the website then it became a search and secure service in the tougher market people were loving the fact that we could do you know bespoke see what i did there um bespoke facebook campaigns and direct mail campaigns for their property search and um when you're in that mindset you realize that every agent in the country is a kind of colleague and ally of yours and not competition because you might need to ring the guy down the town that you can't stand just to be like got a client 700 budget free bed detached what have you seen recently Oh, Perry, I went to go and see a lovely place. Do you want me to try and get them a one-off viewing? And then all of a sudden, you're like King Daddy because you're getting these people into places they would never have been able to get into. I find it really... I think I find it exciting as well, to be fair, because as much as I love agency, there's only so much you can do to make being a estate agent exciting. Yeah, You know, you get clients, you help them move. But this is a real... It's a differentiator. It's more exciting because it's a bit of uncharted territory. It's the kind of finding your feet with the service. And I love it because 
it's a negotiation. Give, give me a negotiation, whether it's a house, a car. I was in Lanzarote recently and I gave the wife a massive high five because I negotiated five euros off of a beach towel on the beach. And then I felt really guilty after because I'm like, the guy's got nothing. And I've just negged him for five euros when I could really, I should have paid him five euros more. I felt I had a real sense of guilt come over me. I, I used to, when I was a kid, I used to love bartering at those sort of markets that you go to when you're, when you're abroad and they're trying to sell you like a, a dodgy um, football shirt and all that, that sort of thing. I reckon it comes naturally. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to get really a buzz is. out of my it. My wife laughs at me. So, my wife laughs at me because she's like, but you're, you never negotiate in our personal life. She's like, you've got your pants pulled down on our house. And I'm like, <laughs> shush. Because she's actually quite right. Like, Emotion. When it comes, yeah, when it comes to my, I was like, yeah, it's because I had you in my year saying, don't fucking lose it. Yeah. Um, but it is true. Like, in, through your phone in emotion, it changes the game. As when you can come to a client's purchase with a, a cool, calm, well thought out, collected, you know, I've had clients bring me on a Saturday, I've seen this place and I'm, I'm, I'm going to offer the asking price. I'm like, no, no, you're really not. Go home, have a cup of coffee chew it over on Sunday and let's have a chat Monday morning I promise you it won't go anywhere if they get offers on Monday morning we're still going to be in the running because they'll just do best and finals blah 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 you ain't going to secure it today trust me no yeah it's just that little bit of experience and I think you're right it's that you know almost you want to play bad cop in that situation to their their good cop because if you had somebody on your shoulder, shoulder, when Tasha was saying, don't lose it, then maybe you'd have acted differently. So next time, are you going to be hiring one of your power negotiators to, to neg it on your behalf then next time? Yes, definitely. Cool. I actually done, the mad story was that I, on the first house we reserved, I negotiated an epic deal. But by that time, that fell through for various reasons. And that's just didn't have much time on the next one. I was like, yeah, that's fine. We'll, we'll pay that from the carpets, whatever it was, and be done with it. Yeah, I um, I negotiated an epic deal, I think, on the house that we bought. And my wife just had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> like, have we got this house? I was like, just wait, just wait. She's like, what if someone else buys it? I was like, no one else is going to buy it. You just got to wait. But anyway, um, right, we talked we talk tech. We talk buyer's agent, we talk plans for, for next year. I think we've probably run out of time. We'll talk mindset um, next week, Perry. But thanks very much for um, joining us. I've really enjoyed this chat. I think we've probably had a bit of internet uh, interference today, which we will sort for next week. So apologies if the audio has um, has been off. But I think you can probably tell from uh, Perry's energy and enthusiasm, like Sam and I, he loves this industry. We want to see it get better. Please like the episode, share it out on, on social media. I'm Mark Worrell. He's Perry Power. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you again next week. Take care.